baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Randy Bushover. The show is designed to shine a spotlight on local business and some non business items as a driving force in our lives. And if there's a local business or service that you'd like to hear featured on the program, send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. Use that specific lead in because, technically speaking, it's not a business that we're dealing with here, but well, we'll let Jill explain it. Jill Jedlica, who is the executive director of Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper, joining us in studio. And for those who really don't understand what it is that you do, who you are, fill us in. Right. Well, Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper has been around for almost 30 years now, and uh, our mission is to protect the quality of our water and health of our ecosystems and connect people to water. And we do that through various ways, whether it's programming to engage volunteers in the community to large-scale river restoration projects and habitat revitalization efforts. Um, and we even dip our toe into waterfront economic development now and again. <laughs> and what do you have as far as a staff? Are there is this like a bare bones thing, or is this uh, pretty extensive? It's pretty extensive. Um, a lot of folks would be surprised to hear that we actually have 28 full time staff um, within our nonprofit business, as I like to refer to it. Um, you know, we started off as a small grassroots organization um, and only started adding staff after the early 2000s. But we've grown steadily over time, adding technical experts in areas of water quality, environmental science, hydrology, landscape architecture architecture, an environmental attorney. So we really have a robust and comprehensive staff. So much more than the name kind of implies to some that you're more than just a conservation type group, right. not really pegged that way. Well, we have, I mean, conservation and environmental advocacy is at the core of what we do. That's why we were founded in the, in the very beginning 30 years ago. Um, and we will never lose that, that um, connection to our origins. But we've also expanded our reach and expanded our portfolio uh, to make impact in various different sectors and with different partners. Uh, yeah, and uh, to that end, I know that there was a recent, uh, rel relatively recent name change for the group to uh, Buffalo Niagara Waterkeepers as right. it is now. And that means that you encompass more than just the Niagara River, Lake Erie, right. right? I joke that our name finally caught up to what we've been doing for 30 years <laughs> because a lot of times folks would just think, oh, you just do the rivers, right? You just do a river and maybe you're just that group that picks up litter once or twice a year and, and paddles kayaks on the water. Um, well, our, our work encompasses um, all sorts of ex expertise and disciplines and the geography that we impact is over 1,400 square miles in Western New York, not to mention two great lakes that we have in our front yard that we deal with as well. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, extends beyond uh, Erie Niagara to pretty much all of Western New York, except for the southern tier. Right, right. Um, you know, but we know that water connects all of us, and water doesn't really know political boundaries. So if there are issues or policies or um, laws and, and regulations that affect one waterway here in our watershed, we know that we share um, the mission and goals of others who might be on the other side of that imaginary line. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's we, we really are a community. When 
when it comes to uh, uh, water quality uh, organizations. And so we work with, with many, many folks throughout the Great Lakes Basin. And uh, one of the, I don't want to say primary missions, but one of the major things that you guys have been a- able to focus on specifically, uh, aside from the, uh, the waterfront, the canal side part that we uh, uh, have designated now, the Buffalo River was yeah. not in such good shape uh, not so long ago. No, in the late 1960s, the Buffalo River was actually declared dead, biologically dead. It couldn't sustain any forms of life, and it occasionally caught fire, You know, as was the story of a lot of our waterways in the Great Lakes Basin of the time. Um, so for many, many generations, it was just dismissed or ignored or not even contemplated that these water resources are living systems that should contribute to our communities and our local economy. Um, and that was one of the reasons why our organization was founded in the 1980s. We were founded as Friends of the Buffalo River to remind people, hey, there is a Buffalo River here. It has a purpose. It has a role in our community. How can we bring it back to life? And so has been the story of our organization and the life of the Buffalo River since then. Um, It's been decades of work, hundreds of partners, and hundreds of millions of dollars to restore that river. And it's still healing. Well, talk about the specifics. What kind of work had to be done to bring it back? Right. I call it it's all the unsexy work. (laughs) It's the it's the cleaning up the toxic mess in the bottom of the river of the sediments um, of hundreds of years of industrial and municipal pollution that collected in the bottom of the river. It's the reshaping and reclaiming the shoreline so it's not this barren wasteland. So there's actually life and um, and and public access and habitat. that's in, implemented in there. Um, and none of that was done by any one organization. I mean, Waterkeeper had a major role in it in forming some of the early partnerships, but it was a true partnership with the state, local, and federal government agencies, private sector, a partner with Honeywell, um, and other nonprofits throughout the region as well. Yeah, and we brought up uh, Canal Side just a little bit ago. Uh, what, if any, role has Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper had in that? Because obviously the politicians getting the money from New York Power Authority to right. Uh, create something down there, but also you still have some right. something to do with that. Well, we like to think that Canal Side really was the result of decades of advocacy. You know, sometimes the term advocacy or activists are um, stigmatized for for what they can mean in terms of killing a project or getting in the way or being an obstructionist, you know, all those kind of labels. But our advocacy really was about how do we open up this waterfront for the benefit of all in the community? Because rising tides lift all boats, you know? It's how can we all benefit from this? And you can't have a thriving and active waterfront if the water is not healthy and accessible. So our, our goal and our role in, in a lot of that was the reclamation and restoration of the river itself and access to the water. And once you start to drill that into the mindset and the culture of the community, then the leaders will follow and they're going to start to implement the vision that the community has demanded. Listening to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Conversation with Jill Jedlica, who is the executive director of Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper. And uh, a couple of notable things. Uh, first of all, again, pointing out 30th anniversary for the group. Yes. And uh, along with that, one of the uh, annual things that you do, uh, the upcoming Waterkeeper Weekend in May. Yes. Uh, So we like to throw big parties, and we like to celebrate our water, and we like to engage the community in any way possible. And the best way to do that for us is maybe try try to consolidate a lot of things into one weekend. Um, So we launched the water season, as we call it, usually by the second week in May. Um, That's when a lot of the marinas open and when the weather is conducive enough to become active more on the water. Um, So that weekend is is when we're having our annual ungala, we call it. (laughs) And we also have our annual shoreline sweep. And many people, uh, many of 
volunteers throughout the community have historically worked with us usually on an Earth Day weekend, but because Earth Day this year is also Easter weekend, we decided to move our shoreline sweep to early May, and hopefully it won't snow when our 2,000 volunteers are out working. And this uh, spring shoreline sweep that coincides with uh, you probably find uh, all number of things, right? Yes, we do. We, we have a contest every year to say what what is the strangest or oddball thing that you find and pull out of, your, out of our waterways. And some years we've had some things where we've actually had an entire motorcycle pulled out of a local waterway, bowling balls, um, toys, lawnmowers, dishwashers. I mean, you name it, It's we've, we've found it in our shoreline sweeps. And among other things, and not, not to make this a negative necessarily, but you talked about the success with revitalizing the Buffalo River, but I know that people have a certain uh, mindset when they hear Gallagher Beach. There always right. seem to be problems there. Skajakwita Creek, perennially right. a problem. Yes. Uh, what difficulties do you have as a group trying to specifically target those two areas? Right. I, I think that the problem and the difficulty with our work is that they're long-term solutions. Um, we, as, as humanity, is very impatient. We identify a problem, and we want it fixed overnight. Um, but when you have to fix infrastructure issues or natural resource damages, it takes decades to do it, as is the example with the Buffalo River. That was a concerted effort for over 15 years for that overnight success. Um, so things like Skajakwita Creek, things like Gallagher Beach, those are decades-long solutions. The good news for Skajakwita is that we've already been steadily making progress from an access standpoint, from an ecological restoration standpoint, and also with the Buffalo Sewer Authority and the work that they're doing to get our sewer overflows to be minimized within our local waterways. Yeah, because I was going to point out with Skajakwita Creek, my, my limited knowledge of the subject, uh, but I know that in that area, rather industrial, so there's the problem with some runoff maybe from some of the uh, businesses that are there, right. which may contribute to part of the problems. Right. Yeah, Skajakwita, we could have a whole show on Skajakwita Creek. Um, the, the, the poor creek, it's only 13 miles long, but it has seen every type of abuse and mismanagement you could possibly think of for an urban waterway um, and it also connects our headwater communities to um, you know to the to the our drinking water source in the Niagara River flows through some of the most affluent communities and through some of the most economically depressed communities so waterways and water can be an equalizer in terms of our shared vision and goals and and, and the problems that we're dealing with um, but you know there's a lot of people with a lot of brains uh, working on this right now and we just have to be patient but still push it to see how quickly we can get it done. And with something like the Waterkeeper Weekend coming up again May 10th through 12th this year, uh, you, you necessarily need a lot of volunteers. So if someone is inclined to help you out, what would be the best way to pursue that? Well, they can reach out to our office directly, which is 852-7483. Um, you can go online to our website, which is bnwaterkeeper.org, um, and you can register for one of our 60 sites plus that we have this year. It's one of our, our biggest cleanups to date. We do expect already we're on a trajectory to exceed the 2,000 volunteer record that we had last year. Uh, hopefully with the event in May and the warmer weather, we'll have more. Uh, many hands make light work, so we, we ask that if folks are interested in, in volunteering to, to check out and see where where they're needed and what sites nil, still need assistance. Sure. And again, understanding it's volunteers. So, I mean, they put in as much work as they want. Is there like right. a general, is it yeah, an hour, two hours, three? It's all usually day? two to three hours, depending on the site and depending on how enthusiastic the, <laughs> the volunteers are. We've had um, our volunteer programs and our volunteers are just amazing people um, that they work so hard and they make such a big impact. Collectively, we pick up probably close to 20 tons of trash and litter every event that we have. 
these that is impressive and sad at the it, same it time. Is. Yeah, it really unfortunately. is. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, Jill, very much appreciate it. One more time for the yes. number. Uh, 852-7483. All right, Jill, appreciate it. Uh, continue the good works. Thank you for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. Jill Jedlicka, Executive Director of Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper, and this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930, WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 